Uh, no, I did not. Yeah. Feel it. Uh, not much after getting shut out of half at Oregon State, to be honest with you. So, kind of sucks. Man, um, a lot of things, but uh, specifically, you know, we were 17 of our 23, or excuse me, 18 of our 23 rush attempts were uh, not efficient. So uh, when people said just run the ball, I was trying. And 44% of our run yards or something like that came on one of Dylan's runs. So uh, it, it was tough. It was a tough week. And, um, you know, normally a room that's super consistent in our offensive line room was not. And we had to shuffle some people around during the week with injuries. And, and there was things that um, I thought showed up a little bit in practice and showed up again in the game. So some of those, you know, it wasn't about the guys not being excited or, or fired up for the game. I think there was just a, a lack of ability to execute in some of the run game hits. Even that first drive, if you really watch the film, um, we were not hitting on our run plays. And uh, the, that was something that, you know, we really felt like at halftime we were going to be able to clean up and do a better job of in the second half, and that certainly didn't happen. You know, we had the ball four times in the second quarter. Um, we had the ball four times in the second half. So uh, that, that was the, the most difficult part. You get in a game like that, which we just got done playing in against Utah, where you have to be proficient and make the easy plays easy, and we certainly didn't do that. And it got behind the sticks, and that was, uh, you know, just bad execution. Honestly, I thought it was the worst half of football we played all year, uh, including the Arizona State game. Uh, we executed poorly. The standard was low. Uh, we got to be better. We're underachieving on offense right now, and uh, we've gotten bailed out two weeks in a row in the second half, and that's got to change. It's got to be way better. Practice has got to be better. Um, we got to be ready to play a really motivated Washington State team. Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. He's in a boot right now. He's he's working through some things, but um, you know he kind of banged his foot up. He got stepped on, and uh, we'll see. You know, right now he was pretty optimistic yesterday. He felt a lot better. Uh, sometimes when you get on the plane ride, those things can swell up a little bit. But he was he was doing okay. So I'm I'm hoping that he can make it back. He, and he did. You're absolutely right. He was he was a warrior out there. His foot was killing him, and and he was still trying to go. No, you know, I trust Dylan. And, you know, if, if he knows he's, he's going to go out there and, and be a liability to the football team, I, I know that, you know, he's not going to go out there. And I didn't feel like he was, you know, so sluggish that he couldn't run the ball, certainly. I didn't feel like there was any cuts, even watching <laughs> film, that it was, you know, problematic to have him on the field or anything like that. I thought he was still getting his shoulders square, running hard, and making good decisions. Have you seen the running back there? Yeah, I think I think Tybo has improved um, a lot, and I think he gets better every week. You know, there's something you know new that comes up even in practice, just that that he learns more of the subtleties of the offense and protection scheme, and you know all those type of things. So I certainly think that part has grown. I think Will has gotten quite a bit better, um, just become a more complete player. Um, Rich and and Sam 
you know, just have continued to struggle with injuries. That's probably the one frustrating part is, um, you know, Sam's working back from a shoulder and Rich has kind of been in and out with knee problems. And, and so it's just been tough to get, you know, a consistent bearing on, on those guys. But um, I, I do feel like we're getting there and um, you see growth from a young player like Tybo and it makes you hopeful that, you know, he can make a, a big impact in one of these games. How did Jalen come through? Great. He did. Um, you know, I know he was – all the guys were. I mean, there was some of those throws in the first half. It was tough to catch football in conditions like that. And I thought his response after the game was outstanding. You know, he wasn't worried about his stats or anything like that. He was just you know, unbelievably fired up that, you know, we're 11-0. and And I just thought it showed a lot of maturity by him. But, you know, I think he played 32 snaps somewhere in there and got through it. You know, just fine. Felt good after the game, and I think it's something to build on. I think that it's going to give him some confidence that, you know, he was out there in a physical football game, you know, against a good defense that, um, you know, he could have been a little bit nervous about. I didn't see any hesitation on film at all on how he was playing. So I think it's something that we can feel really good about moving into the next week and, and building off that. You guys, uh, you know, for a second, Yeah, I thought um, I thought the pass pro for the most part was was really good. There were certainly some plays. Obviously, Mike made some big plays with his feet, um, scrambled out of a couple plays. But overall, uh, I thought the protection was good. I thought the pocket, you know, the integrity of the pocket was pretty good all night, especially for such a good front. So um, the protection piece, you know, I thought held up. Uh, and obviously, the part that we needed to take a, a better step on up front was was the run game. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say that it's not hard to say. I guess you know we see Mike make throws every day, and so when the NFL scouts come and they ask about stuff, I'm like, yeah, the the throws you're seeing on Tuesday and Wednesday are showing up on Saturdays as well. And you know, Michael is certainly capable of making almost any throw on the field. What I was really proud to see was. Not just that scramble where, you know, he makes an incredible play in the backfield, makes three guys miss, um, rolls out to his left, and, and quickly finds Jack. And uh, it's the plays like on third and four where he sees his own drop and there's a little pocket there and he runs, he doesn't slide, you know, he, he gets forward and, and lunges and gets the first down. It's plays like that where I think utilizing his feet, um, you know, in the right way and not being, you know, reckless with that. Um, has been a big growth point for Mike in the last couple of weeks, and I think that he can continue to make people pay a little bit with his feet. So the last the last pass to Rome, look at that guy on the bubble screen calling from the top there. Is that all just a decoy? Is he going no, the no. I mean, I know as a play caller, anytime I have X fade tagged on the backside of a, a play, that there's a pretty good chance nine's going to be going over there. But uh, no, certainly if the numbers were were right, and Mike felt good about the screen to Germ over there. Um, he certainly had the, the okay to take that, and he just felt super confident about the backside throw to the X and made a great play. Rome made a great catch, and that's a pretty good connection. Is that where you would have gone, or would you have gone on the screen? Well, I can't throw as good as Mike, so I don't know. I probably would have thrown to the screen. <laughs> I probably tried to run draw or something, but no, it was, it was great. Mike's just so instinctual about those moments, um, and I think that's where, you know, not forcing it at the wrong time, um, and just, you know, having supreme confidence in the play that he had to make. And 
uh, threw a great ball, you know, and it was at that point in the game, it had, it had cleared up quite a bit as far as rainfall and things like that. So I think you know, grip on the football, ability to catch it, things like that, were all playing in Mike's favor. We're seeing him run a lot more in the last few months yeah. compared to last year. Design runs, uh, improvised runs, right? How much of that is just you guys just getting to the end of his career and just saying, just go for it, man? No, I, I think, uh, you know, I just believe as a quarterback coach in general, um, I just think when players are athletic, you have to be very careful not to abuse that because Mike's job and his biggest attribute is to be a great thrower, you know, and a great decision maker. And so constantly putting him in harm's way, I think, would be silly on my part. But calculated punches at the right time, I think, is with a guy like Mike, is, is uh, obviously pays off, you know. So there's a piece there where, where Mike, I think, makes good decisions of not putting himself when he doesn't have to in danger. Um, but at the same time, when he can be a red zone threat or a third down run threat, you know, having good opportunities where he's protected um, is smart. Brian, you said you guys are underachieving. Um, that's right now. Where specifically do you feel like? Well, I wish it was just one spot. You know, I feel like there's there's some things that pop up the last two weeks in, in different capabilities. And, and, you know, this last week, it was certainly the run game, you know, and it was a night where we really, really needed it. And we needed it to step up. I didn't. As Mike was asking earlier, I, I didn't feel like the pass protection was bad, but it was pretty tough to throw the ball. You know, we were trying to get easy hits and hit a couple good screens and things like that. But you know, at some point, you you got to be able to stress the box a little bit and, and push people around. And again, it was not a. I mean, the guys were up for it. You know, they they felt awful. You know, yesterday was not a good feeling. You know, they were. You know, unbelievably excited to be 11 and 0 and, and gracious teammates, but they're frustrated. They were they were super frustrated, and we should be. You know, we we got to do a better job and have a better week of preparation for sure. But I, I thought specifically, um, I thought our early down you know run success was really poor, as worse had been all year, and um, that showed up. Even even plays where we were successful, DJ was breaking tackles and. So just those initial hits, as I mentioned, it was it was like 17 of 23 runs were non-efficient runs, and that's you know you can feel that when you're calling plays, and it's like, oh dang, we're not getting any hits here, or if we are, we're getting hit in the backfield, and he's breaking a tackle. So, um, but the guys are up for the challenge. I know they will be. I know every time that um, I've challenged that room, that they they've stood up and and made it happen. So I'm hoping for more of a. Uh, consistent gel this week at practice. We're not shuffling so many guys and a little more healthy, and, and hopefully that can pay off for us. The decision to go for two could have loomed very large in this game, but mm -hmm. what just all went into that decision? Well, you know, I, I certainly don't want to sit there and pass the buck on the book, quote unquote, but it was a pretty clear read for us. Um, you know, you have a um, whether to go for two or not. Uh, early in the game, you know, I, I do think, you know, I know Coach DeBoer contemplated that one a little bit just because it was so early and, and certainly in a game with adverse weather conditions, you don't want to chase points. Um, but it was a pretty clear go for us and felt good about the play that we had. And, and uh, you know, again, it was another play to have Rome isolated on the backside by himself, if possible. And uh, we just, we missed it. So, uh, but yeah, it absolutely could have, you know, you, you missed that field goal. So you don't get those three points. You missed the two points for the, um, <coughs> For the two-point conversion, and you fumble on the three-yard line, and those things all add up pretty quickly. What do you see from Jalen as far as when he's gonna, when you feel like he'll start? Pretty, 
I really thought he was going to make a play on Saturday night, honestly. We had a couple plays in that um, I felt like with the right coverage or opportunity that, that J-Mac would get loose. Um, so I, I think he's completely ready. I don't think there's anything – there's no play on the call sheet where I'm like, oh, I don't know if he'd be ready to do that. He's certainly cleared, and, and we put him through the gamut last week, and, and, and he definitely responded. So I felt really confident going into the game that, that he was at full health. So there, there isn't anything limiting him or anything like that. The rain was – it started well before the game, and it was pretty relentless and heavy until about midway through the fourth quarter. Did that alter the game plan, your play calling? Did you talk to Michael during the game and what he was doing oh, yeah. those conditions? Yeah, you, you just have to be a, obviously a little bit flexible. Um, prior to the game, in our one-on-one and pad snatch lines, we had three drops on the left side um, and three drops on the right side, and they were all by backup players. I thought before the game, the rainfall was steady but not heavy, and we were catching the ball really, really well. So it felt like intermediate throws, things like that, or vertical throws where they're not you know getting stuck on you as much were – very completable, and then it started to pick up quite a bit in the first half. So that certainly changed some things. There were some RPO plays that, you know, Michael, you know, let me know, hey, I, this this is hard. I just need some time to get my hands on the football and get a good grip on it. Um, so there certainly was things on the call sheet that we didn't and couldn't get to. Um, but there was plenty of good calls to make. You know, that that wasn't that wasn't the problem. You know, it was, you know, the ones you can't make in in that type of weather, and and uh, it was more a matter of execution. One of the things that's been brought up a couple times on TV the last couple of weeks is the size of Michael's hands. Are his hands bigger than normal? Yeah, he's he's got he's got some big mitts. I think he's pushing eleven inches. You know, which should probably be in the top one percent of the draft. Ryan, in terms of opportunity, no team in the Pac-12 era has ever run the table with Don Peake. Um, in a historical context, that's never going to have you never have an opportunity for a team to do that either. So, what, what is the thought on the opportunity this team had in front of? Yeah, you know, the, the thing I would, I would tip my hat to the kids on is I think they've been really self-aware of what the whole season has meant and what the opportunity is each week. And every week that goes by, obviously the pressure gets a little bit more and things like that. And they certainly haven't. I've never felt like we walked onto the game field and the kids looked tense or they looked like they were scared to make a play. Um, so I think that how they're handling it, number one, is – is phenomenal and just their, their way they're going about their business. Um, uh, but number two, it is, it's, it's a huge deal. You know, the opportunity that they have in front of them, you know, everything that you set out for in the preseason, everything you're trying to accomplish is right there in front of you. And, um, and they're excited for the opportunity. They're excited for the challenge. We had uh, Giles play a sport game. So, uh, is that Yeah, good chance he'll just be on the sideline. Yep. You know, we're going to do, everything we can to make sure he doesn't play so that he can play next year. And then what's the thinking, just a, a veteran guy, bring back a veteran guy? Yeah, you know, there, there's certainly a personal aspect to it as far as just, you know, you would we've got enough bodies to be able to go out there and compete and win the football game and, you know, kind of put it on the guys a little bit, like, hey, let's go out here, everybody do your job so that, um, you know, Giles can have another year to play football. You know, and there, there's a there's a piece of motivation there with our guys that they certainly want that. You know, I know that the receivers, Rome and JP and J-Mac, they take that personal. Like, they, they want Giles to be able to play football next year. Pac-12 championship doesn't count towards, or it does for Josh. 
No, it doesn't. Once we're in postseason, we're good. So we just got to get through this week. What do you think that Julius Pillow has added just since he's come back and has seemed to gotten healthier? It looks like the interior pressure has just kind of deteriorated a lot from where it was against like Arizona State where it is now. Yeah, Juice, you know, the obvious statement is length. Um, and at guard, you don't, you know, typically have six, eight guards. Uh, but much like Jackson and Biney last year, uh, Nate and Julius create length where you can pass off twists and he's athletic, you know, moves really well. So from a pass protection standpoint, he adds a lot of length to be able to get to spots and keep everybody protected on the inside. Uh, go ahead. Holding uh, Oregon State to a season low in points, but you had to rain, I guess, to assist that a little bit. Or was that kind of maybe you that pulled that off on Saturday? What's well, it? One more time. Just the, the, the season over. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you feel like walking into the game, I think it was clear uh, to everybody on staff and the team that they're they're at the very top of the league. And to go into a hostile environment um, and to, um, you know, come away with a win, and we felt like it was going to be one of our most challenging games of the season walking into it. And it, it certainly was. And just really proud of the guys and just, you know, being able to stick to it and stay together and, and fight their tails off and find a way to get the W at the end of the game. How Martinez kind of compared to other backs? Man, he's a beast. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I look at that, that kid from a year ago as a freshman, and I feel like he put on 25 pounds. Um, he is a... He's a strong customer. Um, he's got some elusiveness to him. He runs behind his pads. He runs with power, and you know it took all guys. It took all of our guys, uh, front and back half, to to get him on the ground. And I think he's a great football player, and really fits into their systematically what they want to do with trying to ground and ground and pound. And and um, he's as he's as tough as any back we face throughout the season. Yeah, excited for Carson. You know, challenged him kind of coming into the week, um, you know, in terms of, you know, t- kicking it up a notch and, and, and being able to, you know, play the best game that he's played in a, in a dog uniform. And, you know, the stats don't lie. Uh, he was all over the place, uh, very productive, um, you know, led us in tackles, uh, creating a, you know, involved with all of our takeaways. We look at it, you know, had the forced fumble, um, getting, the, uh, getting the ball tipped up before half, um, just excited for him to be able to go out there and, and compete at a really high level, and, and not only just just you know play, but but make plays. And uh, so really proud of him, and, and he did a fantastic job for us. Looks like you were down three safeties going into the game. How McCall had to play on Right. What's that? McCall. Yeah, yeah, Mikel did a great job. I think the great thing about Mikel is he's always ready. Um, and there's such an innate sense of trust with a, with a young man like that that I've asked him to play kind of multiple positions and do multiple things and always be ready. And he's always kind of been the next guy up. And, and uh, he actually played really well. And so excited for him. And, you know, again, he's, he's a guy that's been in the system for a while now, so you can trust him to go out there and make the right decisions. And, and he made some plays. You guys had the game with those guys back this week? Uh, TBD. Whatever gives us a chance to get one more point than them. So, I mean, I think you take a look at it structurally, what they do, um, and then you find a way with you know what you have available during the week, and and you put it together. And I think you know I I hope um, you know we really made a concerted effort. I think going back to last spring, 
uh, to cross train a lot of guys and have guys play different spots. And and right now it's it's come to fruition. We've had to have guys that are able to move around and bounce around to some different spots. And so that's certainly always on the table. Um, you know, I, I think the thing we're confident in is we've got some guys that have fi- high football IQ. So if we ask them to make a position change, you know, for a specific game plan item or for a week, that we we have the ability to do that. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's uh, it's FIFO. You got to figure it out. You know, I think uh, that's where the preparation comes in through the course of the week. And and uh, you know, I know it's a, a very cliche thing to 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 say, but it's the next man up, and the next guy's got to be ready to go. And you know, I think during the week of practice, we always make sure that we're intermixing our groups. So if something does happen, that guys can, you know, step up to the plate when their opportunity shows up and, and go out there and perform. And, and, and not just from a standpoint of not letting us down, but going out there and making plays. Um, and so it's one thing I'm really proud of the guys because we've obviously been in that a little bit here throughout the course of the season. And, and we need the next guy to be ready to go in the game and execute with the game on the line. Chuck, the second to last scoring drive for the Beavers, the, the touchdown drive. You have Muhammad on the sideline for a large majority of that drive. Was that just a kind of break kind of thing? Yeah, you know, just we're basically on a three-corner rotation right now. And so trying to, you know, playing at a high level, trying to keep him fresh throughout the course of the game. We did end up, you know, rolling about 80, 82 snaps on the day. And, you know, I think um, obviously we've got to keep our, our top-end guys, if there is an opportunity where we feel comfortable with putting somebody else in the game, uh, to give those guys a break throughout the course of the game. And, and um, you know, but Jabbar obviously had a phenomenal night for us, but there's times where we're going to rest those guys intermittently throughout the course of the game. How would you sort of encapsulate Jabbar's season? Obviously, you had the big game Saturday, but as a whole, how would you describe it? Yeah, awesome. That was fantastic. I, I think his preparation level, his determination, his focus, his football IQ, his skill set, um, it's just not a surprise, you know, when he goes out and has a dominant, I mean, really dominant game. You think about statistical domination. Um, he had as, as good a game as, as anybody's had playing corner the whole season in the conference. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that's expected just because you know the inner workings and how he, how much time and effort and energy that he puts into it on a weekly basis. And we trust him. We trust him to be on an island. We trust him to play different positions. We trust him to, you know, be involved in special teams. Um, and uh, and and really really pleased with his where he's at for us right now. Chuck, uh, you give up the 16 play drive, and then the offense goes three and out. You go back out there, and I'm curious about toward the end of that getting the stop from the field goal as opposed to giving up what would be a critical touchdown. What what did you see late in that drive that you guys did to? <clears throat> Mental toughness. I mean, honestly, when it boils down to it, um, you know, going back to 16 play drive, first of all, we had some opportunities to get off the field there, and we need to. You know, it's a couple of second and long executions uh, that we allowed them to keep. You know, you get a, a team into second and 12, you're starting to talk about third down and, and getting your third down package out there, and, and obviously allowing them to convert some second and longs and keep that drive alive, meanwhile, keeping our offense on the sideline, which is never a benefit to us. Um, but you know those guys just bouncing back, and even after the three and out, I think there was a real sense. It was it was, you know, coming off a TV timeout and just the 
the emotion of our guys, like really excited to go back out there again, really understanding that the game was on the line and gonna, gonna fight, clap, you know, fight, scratch and claw with every ounce of energy in their bodies to be able to, you know, get the stop and, and you know, walking into it, uh, that series pretty confident, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State was averaging, I think, 3.3 or 3.6 yards per carry. But when he wasn't on the field, 4.6 or 4.8, whatever it was, what does he do that makes him so good and allows him to be such a difference maker out there? He's dominant. I mean, he's just um... – Man, there's there's a thousand things, but it starts it starts first of all with his block destruction. I think you watch end zone tape on on uh, 91. You're going to find him separating off of blocks and in the backfield a bunch. Um, his football, his understanding of where the run play is going. I think that's where you know him and and Tui paired up in there. They knew they were calling out every run play directional. They know which way the play is going just based off of tendencies throughout the course of the week. And and so a combination of his power, strength, and quick you know, quickness getting off the ball and then knowing where the play is going. And, and um, we're great. it's great to have him back out there in more of a full-time capacity, really kind of for the first time in a long time during the season. And it was his, certainly his type of game. And, and uh, I mean, I think he was, you know, quietly the key to our victory. Is this the best choice he's been since you've seen him? Yeah, I mean, just... You know, you think about gets uh, gets going with the sack early, but you look at his his quarterback pressure numbers again, and and how many? I I think you look at um, you know their quarterback play during the course of the game, and how much he impacted the mindset and demeanor of the opposing quarterback. Uh, you know, I think uh, obviously felt like their quarterback was uncomfortable in the pocket. Felt like he the clock was ticking, like there was a limited amount of time for him to throw the ball at times. And and Trice being able to get some hits on him in addition to the sack. Um, you know, absolutely a, a, a massive piece of, you know, uh, our success. You mentioned Tuli. I mean, it seemed like he got nicked a little bit mid-game, but he came back. How, how did he come out of it at the end? He'll be solid. Yep. Just old man stuff, right? So I've been playing a lot of college football, so I think we'll, we'll hope to have him back. So you see how was missing more of his skill set, similar to what we've seen this year? Yeah, oh, yeah. The guy at SC. Very similar. So um, I think... Um, Escapability, top notch, as good as anybody in the country. Um, arm talent, top notch, as good as good as anybody we faced. Um, creative, you know, and uh, you know what he does. What he does when the play breaks down. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to draw that stuff up. Um, so, and we know we faced him last year, and, and what you see, and, and everybody's had their challenges with him. And so, you know, it's just a concerted effort to collapse the pocket, try to maintain him not, um, you know, creating, and then making sure your coverage in the back half stays really sticky. ZTF uh, started and finished the game, but it was, seemed like he was gone for a long time in the middle. Can you, anybody explain that? Was he ill or injured? Or no, guys, just got, you know, it's it's the it's the it's the eleventh game of the season of an. Very physical, uh, very physical game and a very physical season. I mean, think you look at our back half of our our uh, stretch run here. It's like it's a lot of physical games, and, and there's guys all over the place. I mean, I, there's not a single guy out there that isn't playing through stuff, and and sometimes we got to you know pull them out for a minute before we can get them back in and get them going on the field. How much different is Wazoo's offense schematically under Ben Arbor? Very similar. I mean, a lot of air raid principles. I think there's 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 certainly some new nuances that they've incorporated, but. You know, it's it's very much uh, wide open. You know, you look at their top five in the country in passing yards per 
game and and um, you know a lot of that's number one in their receiving core uh, doing a great job with it um, but schematically I don't think there's a ton of differences out there um, just try to spread you out and, and make you play in space a lot. Chuck you guys are I think second to last in the country in penalty yards per game you had 10 more on Saturday not all was on the defense obviously but a lot of Offsides. The offsides is an issue, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an issue. It's, it's got to get fixed. I mean, I think we've talked about it repetitively, and guys understand the awareness and the moment. And, and, and I think when you're, uh, you know, when you're a, a good football team, people are finding any little edge or advantage that they can to steal yardage on you. Um, and, and that's something that, that's unacceptable. Um, and it's, it starts from the top down. It's us as coaches. It's me as a coach. It's our guys understanding those are, those are critical plays. And, and we can't allow it to happen because when you get a, you know, when you jump off sides, there's, it's only negatives. You're either, at minimum, you're giving away five yards. You know, B, you've got a launch ball going down the sidelines that you got to make sure isn't caught, and you also don't get PI on it. So it's something we have to, we have to, we have to get fixed. Oh, it's, it's, it's week 14. Correct. It. I mean, I just. It's. 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 It's a thing that I think. You know, if you want to have an opportunity to, you know, win a championship, then your detail level has to rise every single play.